when we jeer at the devil and tell ourselves he does not exist. That is when he is at his happiest. These are the words of Gabriel Amorth. He was a real man, and he was the Pope's exorcist, a man who claimed to have performed over 60,000 exorcisms. Guys, if you couldn't figure it out, we're doing the Pope's Exorcist today from uh, 2023. Brand new horror movie out. Had a lot of hype behind it. And uh, we're going to do some cool hype beers as well. So without further ado, here we go. Here's Johnny. Thanks, Jack. Welcome back to Little Hops of Horrors podcast. I am John. I am your host, uh, as always. And welcome back. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, episodes are all over the place right now because cool things keep happening. Um, we just got this donation in from a fellow over at the Brothers of Grain group on uh, on Facebook. Thank you, Anthony. A uh, little shout out for you. Um, hooked us up with uh, some really cool hype beers here. This This, I can't even pronounce it. I'm going to try. Um, my my Caucasian ass is anything but cultured in the language department. Uh, we're going to try. This is from, it's B-R-U-J-O-S. So I'm guessing it's Brujos. Let's just do that. I'm not going to try to embarrass myself anymore. The name of this beer is <laughs> Magos del Subterraneo. <laughs> Okay. All right. Don't make fun of my little, my little flick of the tongue there. Okay. I tried. All right. I tried my best here. It's a double IPA. It's a collaboration with Troom, which this is, this is a hype IPA. It's a hype PA, if you will. Ha ha. Um, sitting at four, six, one on untapped, which I believe is the highest rated beer we have ever done on this podcast. So, and with IPAs, the fresher you get them, the better. Um, I threw out a, a lifeline here. I said, Hey, if any, I kept, I kept seeing this beer on the rounds. Everybody was loving it saying it's the best Untapped came out, which is the app we use, you know, check everything in saying that it got more check-ins than, I don't know, it, 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 it eclipsed some major other IPAs previous mark. Um, but sitting at four, six, one out of five. I mean, that's pretty legit. Uh, these are two heavy hitters. Uh, the IPA scene true and more, more in particular, um, but this Brujos seems to be holding their own also. I've been looking at some of the breweries and their, their cans are super cool. They're like super fucking metal. Um, anyway, double IPA. It's got a bunch of hops in it. It's got Matueka, uh, double dry hop with, uh, I think Nelson's in here. Hold on. Let's take a look at the, uh, the old on tap. If I was a real podcast host, I would have my shit together and be able to uh, read this stuff off for you. No problem. But it's, yeah, Matueka, it's got Citra, Nelson, CGX, whatever the hell that is. Um, put some honey in here i like when they put honey in ipas i would i didn't think i would like that um and i had some down in uh Asheville from burial and i was like what the hell is this honey why would you put that in an ipa thinking it was gonna you know make it sweeter and you know like you were gonna get honey in an ipa and i didn't think those two profiles work together boy was i wrong it just makes it i don't know what it does to it, but it's fucking delicious something i've noticed with these hype PAs, these, these high end IPAs that are a little different from your regular guys you get off the shelf or just, you know, you walk in and it's your favorite local breweries, you know, flagship. Um, they're a little more complex, right? There's a lot going on. Um, and it's kind of hard to describe and, and I don't have the palate exactly to like pick apart exactly which hops are which, I mean, I know I like, 
you know, Citra and Galaxy, just because I've drank a lot of those IPAs and I tend to like those flavors. I also know that I'm not a huge fan of, uh, well, I can't remember what the hell the name of it is right now. <laughs> Fucking dad brain fart here. Um, anyway, next beer we're doing is Scary Joy. It's a bourbon, uh, bourbon age brown ale with vanilla and coconut, setting at 429 uh, on untapped and it is 11%. So we got a nine and a half or 9.3 percent beer. That's our double IPA we're drinking now. And then an 11% beer. So, uh, man, Everett, my son, please take it easy on me in a couple hours when you got to get up, but Hey, we're trying to do this, uh, trying to do this movie. So, all right, we're four and a half minutes in and I've been ranting about beer. Pope's exorcist came out this year, had a lot of hype behind it, you know, looked pretty cool from the previews, but it looked kind of basic, you know, so I wasn't really sure what to expect going into it. Um, and then, you know, you look at the ratings and, uh, not great. Rotten Tomatoes has it at 47, 67% for a Google user, 6.1 on IMDb. So, which is actually a lot higher than I was expecting. Um, yeah, but just, just kind of middle of the road movie is what it came off as. Uh, we gave it about a seven out of 10. Um, I did enjoy this a lot more than, than I thought I was going to. I think maybe had, I had, um, you know, higher expectations, <laughs> uh, probably wouldn't have rated it as high, but you go in low and you come out not totally disappointed. You probably get an extra half a point or so. So yeah, movies about Russell Crowe being the Pope's exorcist. What exactly does that even mean? You're about to find out right off the bat. You're thrown into a potential possession. And I mean, you've seen these a thousand times, right? It, it, you almost get tired of them, right? The possession of this, the exorcism of that, you know, cause they, they've been so poorly done that, you know, I don't know. It kind of just leaves you a little, I don't know, gun shy. That's not the word you get. What I'm trying to say, right? Like you, you're almost like apprehensive to watch it. Cause you just, you have a feeling it's not going to live up to your, your expectations. Very few do it right. And it's the same trope. Every time the the deep demonic voice, the same yada, yada, you know, um, very few can can actually pull it off. Let's see if this one does. So you're thrown into a possession. This is before the title of seeing anything even comes up. And Russell Crowe, you know, hefty ass Russell Crowe waddles in and he, he checks out, you know, what's going on here. And he starts talking shit immediately to this this guy that's seemingly possessed, you know, just says, well, you know, if you're really Satan, you know, or whoever you think you are you know, uh, bet you can possess anything in this room. No, actually, you know what? You probably can't. You're not strong enough. And the demon's like, fuck you. Yeah, I can. It ends up, you know, jumping into this pig like a farm animal and they shoot the farm animal. Like they shoot the pig immediately. I was blown away. I was like, okay, I'm fucking in this. This sounds great. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, you know, that was a new one. I wasn't expecting that. And that's horror movies for you. Right. So I thought I was going to get the same old fucking boring, you know, build up and all this stuff. Nope. Nope. Not, not, not at all. You have smart ass Russell Crowe talking shit to a possessed guy, talking shit directly to the demon's face saying, I don't think you're good enough. I don't think you can do that over there. And he does it and then immediately kills him. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cool. So anyway, now we get to the, uh, the meat of the story. Well, he's like the, not the meat, but we're getting to where, they introduce the the family that's going to be affected by this and all that. They go on vacation to Spain and all, you know, start setting it up and yada, yada. You've seen it before. We're not going to dwell too much on it. Uh, 
However, Father Remorse, Russell Crowe, is, uh, well, he's an exorcism specialist, but he's on thin ice, so to speak. He's 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 under some heat, and he's on this trial with uh, some other priests, and they don't like him. <laughs> they want to get rid of him, and they're telling him, you know, kind of like, get his shit together. And he's like, I, I really don't have to listen to you. Um, you had a problem with me, go talk to my boss. I answered directly to him. And again, I'm like, man, this mother, mic drop motherfucker. Like he's just, he's just got it. He's just got like a swagger. And I've never seen that before in a priest, you know? So it was, it's kind of refreshing. It's kind of fun. So I kind of liked this movie. Didn't, I don't know. didn't take itself super seriously so far, at least. Um, they kind of had some fun with it. Uh, so then, you know, we get back to the storyline with the, the kid and the family and, you know, he starts getting possessed and it's the same thing you always see take him to get looked at and the tests come back negative and everything's fine and has he been through trauma yeah his dad died okay and you find out later in the movie that that's why he's more susceptible to an exorcist or not an exorcism a possession because he did go through some major trauma and so they bring in a you know he starts freaking out eyes turn gets all sweaty got these you know self-harm marks on him and all this stuff starts you know, whatever. He looks like a kid that's possessed. Calling a priest. And <laughs> he like tosses this motherfucker across the room and like everything, you know, in the room gets gets kind of shit whipped around. And he's like, wrong fucking priest. And I just that was actually kind of a cool line. Uh so I, I I don't know. Maybe I did enjoy this movie a little more than I did. I'll tell you why I didn't at the end. Um because it did have a lot of potential. Um so, you know, this, this gets the Vatican's attention, obviously, and I need a sip of beer because I need to get moving on that next one. So when you have a nine and a half percent IPA, it's kind of hard to just like slam down. You know, it's a lot easier if you have like a Pilsner or something like that. You can chug that shit all day. The heavier the beer, the harder it is to, to get down a little faster. So we got Russell Grove and, uh, he gets a mission, so to speak, from uh, the one true emperor, Marcus Aurelius. No, just getting the Pope. And that was a gladiator joke. Sorry, it was low-hanging fruit. I had to take it. They tell me he has to go to Spain, and he's a very dangerous demon, so he has to be careful. And, uh, you know, Russell Crowe is Russell Crowe. Um, and he's got, like I said, he's, he's kind of badass, right? He kind of reminds you of that, like, drunk uncle that just, like, is cool. Not like the the sloppy drunk uncle, but the one that can just like, you know what I'm talking about, right? You've seen him in movies. He's got like the motorcycle, something. So I'm expecting him to roll up in something like that. No, 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 no. Uh, Russell Crowe is riding a fucking moped. That's his mode of transportation. And it's fucking hilarious to me because he's like, it's like big, you know, burly, husky, formerly muscular kind of dude. And he's just putting around on a moped. <laughs> it's funny it's a funny image and they show it like a lot you know i thought that was just like one scene they would show no so i get a kick out of it every time it's drink time so father remorse arrives to uh scope out the scene with this demon and uh, he tries to do his little dickhead approach where he provokes it and yada yada and the demon, there's actually a cool effect here. So there's, there's, there are some cool things in this movie. So if you haven't seen it or you haven't finished it, do it. Okay. It's fun. It was a fun movie. Um, 
I think I'm going to have to start putting what I liked about the movie in the beginning and then what I didn't like about the movie. Maybe we'll do a spoiler section. Might be changing up the uh, the layout here. I've been thinking about that because you guys kind of get like a synopsis in a sense on what I do here now and uh, kind of what I think about it as I go through the movie. Certain scenes that jump out to me that I really enjoy. And uh, I don't know. that that That's fun for me. And uh, I mean, I keep getting people to listen to me so i guess it's fun for people too that and i have this smooth jazz voice as i've been told <laughs> um yeah i don't know just i maybe maybe talk about the movie a little bit before we get into the actual breakdown of the movie so we you know can entice people to listen or watch the movie before you know we get through it okay anyway got sidetracked there one of the effects that that i was drawn to is as Father Morth is trying to, you know, provoke this demon and go go about their little dance. He uh, he has this like weird thing. I don't even know what the hell to call it. Like a, uh, uh, I don't know what the word is. It's like a, oh god damn it! It's like right on the edge. I like have one in my hand right now. It's like this little metal cross thing. <laughs> I can't think of it. I want it. I'm, God, it's, it's killing me. Okay, anyway, so he has this thing, and he's like his little like talisman. There it is. I was thinking emblem, and yeah, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Tandem. I was like tandem emblem. That's talisman. It's it's yeah. So it's like the Pope's exorcist talisman, and he and he holds it. Now I don't have that. Just to just to clarify, it's just this weird thing I found cleaning out the the garage, and it's like this. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um. He's trying to provoke it. Now let's let's finally get five minutes later as to what effect I actually fucking liked about this. Um, <laughs> as he's trying to provoke the demon in the kid, uh, you can see eyes shift behind the boy's eyes, which I hadn't seen before and I thought was very cool. So now you can see that there is something in there. And the demon says that he wants nothing to do with this boy. He says, I want you, Father Amorth. He's the only thing he wants. And they do their dance and he calls bullshit. And that, you know, he says, you know, uh, we're not doing this. And the demon's like, I, um, I actually know who you are. And he's like, no, you don't. And he's like, yeah, I know you. Uh, I know you killed a girl. I know, I know who you are there, Gabriel. And he's like, what the fuck? This guy, I, this is powerful. He knows me. And he, he gets a little shook there for a second. So he leaves and goes and, and tries to, you know, talk to the uh, the other priest to try to get a game plan together here. You know, did you mention my name? How would he know? He's like, no, we didn't say shit. So he's just really powerful. So he's like, all right, let's go try to do this. They get in there. I don't know why I like to do that to you guys. <laughs> why I like to do that to you guys. Um, that's probably just funny for me, not for you. I think my brain just shuts off for a second. The two priests go at him, and this demon's just not having any of it. He's like, I don't fucking care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't give a shit. Um, I know about you and your little fucking lady you've been banging on the side uh, that you're not supposed to be doing. And I know that you killed a girl in a botched exorcism. Exorcism? (laughs) Botched exorcism. Uh, Botched exorcism. And they fail the exorcism, and they give up. And the demon, now this is where like there's a little plot twist. He says... You've taken the bait. And 
furthermore, is kind of confused about this, right? This is back in, I don't remember when they said it was, but you know, it's not like he can just ring over to the, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hope I didn't lose my, uh, oh my God. Okay. My, <laughs> my computer glitched out for a second. I lost all my notes. Um, that would have sucked real bad. All right. What do you say we power through this, uh, this last little sip here? We'll jump into this next beer. Thanks again, Anthony. This is, uh, this is awesome. If you would like to donate to the Little Hops of Forest podcast, please reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook or Gmail, because uh, we have all three of those things, or just reach out on my personal page, John Vogt. Yep, that's me. Um, same guy that uh, harasses you guys every week to, to listen to me. So let's get this last bit down. That beer was cool. Um, thank you again for the beer. Oh, wow. So we had a, a brown ale not too long ago on the show, right? And it was it had aged bourbon aged vanilla beans in it, and the vanilla really came through. So I got the nose on this one, and it's I mean it smells it smells like barrel. Oh, that's just that's just a nice beer there. There's definitely barrel. Well, it's heavy barrel, but the coconut and vanilla is real nice. That's a great beer. Thank you again, sir. Um, Anthony, appreciate that. Uh, again, any donations are welcome. And I will review them and tell you how good they are or how bad they are. I probably will never say they're bad because free beer is good beer. You know what I mean? Jelly bean. <laughs> it's something I'm trying to get take off here. Okay. Back to the movie. So the Vatican mentions that they've had a problem with this place before. And... Father Morth, you know, retires to this library and he's trying to do some research. I guess they have a library handy or he goes back to the Vatican. I can't recall which. He's doing some research on, on this place and trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. In the meantime, the demon's having his fucking way with the family, right? Uh, the, the fucking, he attacks the priest that's trying to keep him, you know, subdued, so to speak. Uh, the daughter gets flung across the fucking room, locked in a closet. God knows what happens to her in there. Mom gets pulled down through the bed like Freddie did to Johnny Depp in, you know, the first Nightmare on Elm Street, except it doesn't kill her and there's not a whole bunch of awesome blood squirting out. That scene haunted me for so long. In the midst of all this, they're uh, they're doing some some investigating and, and Father Morth stumbles across like a like a tomb. Yeah, it's got a cave kind of thing on it and it's got the seal of the vatican so you're like okay now we're into like some national treasure shit right there's some like weird stuff happening and then uh wait what's this nobody expects the spanish inquisition you have no idea who or what the spanish inquisition what they are who they are what it is uh but that's just a little clip from monty python and anytime i hear it i just think of that scene um and if you haven't watched monty python shame on you i'm looking at you elizabeth anyway they stumble upon this catacomb and this is where again this movie's really intriguing because there's some cool stuff that happens in here uh and really cool concepts and it just at the end it just falls a bit short and we'll talk about my alternate ending in about 10 minutes so they get to this catacomb right they keep you know going through this cave and all this stuff and they they stumble upon A prison of sorts so there was there's somebody that was possessed and uh 
they had this like cage hanging down. Uh, and there's another, there's like a person in there. He was a priest, a bishop, a high ranking cardinal, something along those lines. And he was buried in this tomb with this possessed person. Uh, this demon was so strong they couldn't do anything. And it was this priest's job to try to subdue him for as long as possible and to prevent it from getting out. And that's fucking awesome, right? That is, that is a super, imagine, you know, cause all of these movies, they all get fucking, you know, exercised and it's happy go lucky at the end. Ha ha ha. Yay. Everybody's good again. Uh, but just imagine there not being a happy ending for once. And that's where this movie starts heading, right? So, you know, the Pope has some kind of weird breakdown and he ends up like on IR or whatever in the ICU and he can't do, you know, there's like a disturbance in the force. There's some weird shit going on. They keep doing some more research, stumble across the name of this team and find out what he is and uh, what he was trying to do. And uh, apparently he's the king of hell, which I've reviewed two movies in the past month that have used the king of hell. Right, which is such an ominous title, such an awesome title, such a badass title. And these dudes always just die or go away. Like if you're the king of hell and you just get banished every time, you're not that fucking badass. You're not that scary. You know what I mean? Like you would I want some pushback. I want some like real now, I guess the Pope's right hand man would be strong enough to take him down, you would think. But uh that doesn't matter. Okay, that's irrelevant. Um let's get back to you know the other thing. So you find out, well, obviously, you know, you have to know that this is, this is good for real life use. Uh, and if you guys are experiencing a demon, um, please call your local exorcist. Uh, if you have the name of that demon, that's very handy because that's what you need to defeat him apparently. Um, and they, they say the name, you know, and there's this big cinematic effect and his name is Osmodeus. And as I was writing that down in my notes, <laughs> Google like suggested it. Now, why the fuck is Google? Why do they know that? Why do they know these demon names? Um, I don't know, that, that's some tin hoil, tin hoil, <laughs> tin foil hat shit right there. Um, I, I just, maybe, maybe we don't put those names out into the ether. Uh, maybe this is, you know, some bad juju, some bad energy. We sit here talking about demon names. Father Morph gets his conscience clear. Now they're like ready to fight him. Let's go. Demon says, I, I'm not having any of this. I don't give a shit if you guys are, you know, your conscience is clean and everything's good. He starts fucking him up. Keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. Tells him, tells him there's one way out. He said, I, I want you, Father Orth. I want you and only you. You tell me that I can get with you and I'll leave this boy alone. You're like, fuck. He says, okay, you can do it. And he gets possessed. The demon leaves the little boy. The priest takes the the family out of there and this demon is now in the priest's right hand man now the whole reason he wanted to do this was so he could infiltrate the vatican and take down the church how fucking badass is that again super cool concept one that i had never thought of like you have a demon that's so powerful and he wants to go after the most powerful you would think priest aside from the pope take him and then just tear down the church and then what nobody can stop him that's fucking that's fucking awesome right that's super cool father morth 
goes through his like demonic transformation, but he's still, you know, he's a man of God. Uh, so he's still fighting till the very end here. And he gets all the way back down to the catacombs and uh, demons got him though. So now we have the other priests kind of, kind of, you know, wander down to try to help him see what's going on. And he's, you know, sitting there on this throne. Father of Morthos. He's already, the demon's already overtaken him. And apparently, you can just be some regular-ass priest. And if you just say enough things uh, in Latin, you can just take down the king of hell, no problem. And that's what happens. That's why this movie went from like a 9 out of 10 to a 7 out of 10. You can't be the king of hell. You can't have all these cool original concepts and all this stuff. And then just like easily win. It's like a fucking Marvel movie. You know, like a, I, I have it down here that it's like a buddy cop movie because at the end, you know, they go, they both go to the priest or to the Pope and they're talking to him and saying, oh, crazy to see you, you know, here again. He's like, oh, they didn't kill me yet. He's like, you got another one in you? He said, I think we do. Just like a shit, like fucking lethal weapon or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <sighs> They leave it open for a sequel. They say there's like a hundred fucking 90 sites or whatever that still need, you know, exercise and all that stuff. So they leave it open to do another one. But you already took down the king of hell. You already took down the biggest, baddest dude, apparently, you know. So now is there going to be an, that's why I hate Marvel. Because there's always like another bad guy that's even stronger than the last strongest bad guy. You know, it just never stops. <sighs> And the heroes always win. The cooler. I had two two alternative. Oh, sorry, bumped the mic there. Two alternative endings here. One of them was, well, he doesn't get exercised. And he kills the priest in that catacomb. And then he just goes and maybe they end the movie with him like heading towards the Vatican, like still possessed. So they leave that open for a sequel or they just don't do another movie, but you know, he's possessed and he's going to probably succeed in his mission. The other one is where they can't, they put a little more effort into the exorcism scene itself. And, uh, Russell Crowe goes out on a shield kind of deal. And he says, you got to seal, you got to seal yourself in here. That's the only way we can do it. And they both die in there or, you know, they took the boy down there before he got to Russell Crowe. You know what I mean? Those two endings would have been better, I think. Um, but, you know, overall, for being free on Netflix, I mean, Netflix isn't free, but you get my point. I didn't hate the movie, and it's the first movie, a horror movie, that my son watched with me. Uh, he was actually asleep in, a, in another area of the house, but in spirit, he was there, so uh, hanging out with me. Um, yeah, so that was Pope's Exorcist, like I said, 7 out of 10. Uh, the beers were much better than the movie, uh, and I like the movie. But uh, these beers are cool. Uh, thank you again for uh, for the donations. Much appreciated. Um, I'm not sure when I'm going to release this one. I think it's going to get released after. You know, I'm not even going to say when these are getting released anymore because with, with the whole new dad schedule going on and what I already released or have done. And I don't know what's coming out next week. That whole cobweb issue that came out, you know, a couple weeks ago, like 
that movie was so good and it's relevant. You got to drop stuff when it's relevant. This has been around for a minute so I can talk about it, but you get it. So this will probably be out after Autopsy of Jane Doe and in between The Last Shift and then The Last Shift. And then it'll be, I believe, Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yes, I will finally do that movie. Um, you guys aren't going to know any any different, but <laughs> I've been talking about doing this movie for like fucking a month and a half. And I watched it and I have my notes and I have my beard and I just haven't done it yet. <laughs> and I did this one because I have hype beers and uh, their shelf life isn't quite as great. Um, the one is the one isn't. So I figured I'd do this one with these. So, all right, that's about it. Uh, you guys stay safe out there. Thank you again for tuning into the podcast, this episode, uh, sponsored by me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, if, if you guys are still listening, this is cool. Um, I now write for a group on Facebook called the horror reviews by the collective, couple of really great people on there have let me join their team. Um, got like 60,000 followers, which is super cool. Uh, so I get to put my product out there in writing also, which is neat. And uh, it's been fun. So I don't know. Go follow us. Go go see what hidden gems they dig up because we got books. We got uh, movies, all kinds of crazy stuff on there. Short short movies, like short films, like the little 10, 15 minute, half, half hour ones that are on YouTube that nobody knows about, you know. They watch everything. So, all right. Till next week. Uh, I'm going to go get some sleep because I need it desperately. Uh, and I'll never get it. <laughs> I will never, ever get it. I'll never get it. This might turn into just a dad rant podcast where I just talk about how tired I am. Um, no, I'm not going to do that to you guys. All right. Stay safe. We'll catch you next week. Cheers. <laughs>